Welcome back to the Willpower Podcast. My name is William Gomez and I am the host of the show. Today we have Sydney Shockley with us today, Century 21 Realtor. She had an amazing year last year. She's been doing this since 2017 and I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. We uh, go back to when she started and she sold 15 properties for under a million dollars in volume, which if you're not even in real estate, they're very, very small properties. But if you could only see where she's at right now, it's amazing what she's been able to do and how she's using social media in order to be able to grow her business. I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. Sydney Shockley, welcome to the Willpower Podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm good. Man, this was a um, long time in the making. How how long has it been since I first asked you to come on? Um, uh, a couple months. A couple months at least. Yes. Well, I'm super excited to have you here. I feel that just about every conversation that we have had has been kind of like a podcast conversation, like kind of like conversations that I love having conversations with people here because like we don't have our phones. We're not, you know, we're, we're just kind of really, um, listening to each other, which this it's so basic sounding, but mm-hmm. so many people aren't doing that in today's day and age. But for the people that haven't heard your name, go ahead and give me a one minute introduction. Oh gosh. Okay. So my name is Sydney Shockley. I am a real estate agent with Century 21 Wright Real Estate in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Um, My husband and I together probably have about 15 years of real estate experience. And so we dabble in a little bit of everything. Um, I have dogs. That's a personality trait of mine. Three dogs, right? Yes. Yes. Three of them. They are my heartbeats. And I don't know. Really? I'm not that fancy. Come on. (laughs) Well, we'll get into it because I'm super excited to have this conversation with you because you are, you know, what I consider one of the top agents in the industry. Um, And, and I almost, I'm always telling people like you you have to surround yourself with people that are Mm like-minded and I'm always curious to know what people are doing in order to be able to be successful at what they do. Right. So if we go back I believe you and I have been doing this for a similar amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have one year on me. Is that correct? I started in 2018. You started in 2017? Yes. And if we go back to 2017, do you want to remind me how many houses you closed that year? Oh, gosh. Probably not that many. In 2017, probably like 15 or so. But I started mid-year. For, for a first year agent though, yeah. mid year, I just had a conversation, which actually I remember I, I was telling Nate, the guy that helps me with the podcast that, um, I had to show him this message because I, I, I started talking to this agent. She, you know, and she was like, I was looking at her numbers and mm-hmm. she's like, uh, I, I said, how long have you been with Chinoweth? And she goes, I've been, I, I've, I've only been an agent since October. And I go of 2022. <laughs> and she goes, yes. And then I go, how many deals have you closed? Because I'm like, are the numbers that I have off? Mm-hmm. And she goes, I- I've closed 11 deals. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. Especially for t- today's market, you being mm-hmm. a new agent and everything. That's great. So first year you close about 15 and then, and then from there. Right. But I would also like to say my production, like my number for 2017 was like 700,000. So I was slinging $5,000 lots I mean, my transactions were not high dollar. I was not bankrolling by any means closing those deals. Like everybody else thinks that you are like, or like a realtor is right. Exactly. I was more so building the relationships that helped me build my business for the years after. So So 
what do you think because before that what did you do before that before you became an agent um i've been in all different types of sales um in gosh high school i worked at a tanning salon which was commission based and then i worked at hooters which was dealing with a whole bunch of different types of personalities. Yeah. And then after that, I worked at Sprint and Verizon uh, doing cell phone sales. So you've so. always had kind of like sales experience there. And have, mm -hmm. you, have you enjoyed it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's strange for me being such a shy person who will stand against the wall in any other type of aspect. I don't know why, but I like being around people in a, I guess, a work setting because yeah. I run the show. Yeah. So it makes, gives me a little more confidence in my work. And it's always, I, I always think that it's interesting to, to hear people like you say that you're shy because you normally ask somebody like, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And mm -hmm. very, very few people will tell you like they're both. Would you consider that yourself that you're both? Oh yeah. You, like I'm surprised this microphone is not picking up my heartbeat right now. <laughs> you, what, was what was the, that? What was the story attack. that I, I saw, which by the way, you know, we'll, we'll give them how they can find you at the very end of the episode. But, um, if you don't follow her, you have to follow her, her stories. And I tell people all the time, <laughs> your stories is where the, like the business and the relationships are made. And I kind of want to get into a little bit of that later on, just cause I'm curious for myself, like how <sighs> you're handling it. Because if I feel that people, um, are like I just had lunch with two people. One of them I've I just had dinner with with um, with them on on Saturday, but the other one I hadn't seen in a little bit, and she was up to date really on what everything was going on in my life because of my yeah. stories. So if I feel like that, I can't imagine how people feel about you. They must think that they're like on your shoulder the entire day. Oh yeah, people will go up to my husband and be like, "Wow, I saw you guys were redoing your boat," and Tyler's like. How do you know I, that? What do you mean? Like, and he's, yep. All because all of his friends, like even the guys at the lumber yard follow me and they'll go up to my husband and be like, wow, you guys have so much going on right now. And he's like, where are you guys getting this information? <laughs> Let me ask you this though, because people don't believe me when I tell them this, but let's go through your day to day. How much, mm -hmm. what percentage of your day do you think you're actually putting in your stories? Oh gosh, maybe like 2%. That's literally what I tell people. I said maybe one or less percent. And they're like, there's no way, there's mm -hmm. no way. And I'm like, yeah, like it doesn't like, but what's crazy is that if people watch your stories or my stories, they, I don't know what kind of mindset they have that they think that we're just like out, like documenting our whole life, which is really not like that. It's just like, Hey, I'm having lunch. Like, let me just take a video. And then, you know, if you, if you like burgers too, then, you know, maybe we have something in common. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, you posted a story and oh you said, Oh gosh, we were talking about you panicking and <laughs> Oh, some, what's your favorite color, Sydney? Uh, I don't know. Still to this day. I don't know my favorite color. It's Are so you serious? Stressful. Yes. I thought oh it was pink. You would think that from all my marketing and branding. No, I went through Seven Brew and got a sweet tea the other day, and I just happened to be wearing a pink jacket. My, I have a Sold with Sydney uh, air freshener that's pink that's hanging from my rearview mirror, and I have my pink backpack, and the girl was like, oh my gosh, is your favorite color pink? And oh, the moment of stress that I had, I'm like, do I say yes, or do I correct her and say I don't have a favorite color? I'm like, it doesn't matter to this girl who's handing me my sweet tea what my favorite color is but it's a moment of panic so <laughs> I can't how are you like in an interview like a job interview like is it like normal because it's something completely like 
I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to like walk me through like what, because you said that you're, you're, you're kind of both, you're an introvert mm -hmm. and extrovert, but like those panic moments that you have, like, are they like just for everything or what? Um, I would say typically a little bit of everything depends on if I've been there before. It took me about five minutes just to walk into this building and had to pump myself up. But, um, in like, say like an interview setting, I have to make sure I wear a high top shirt because I will just turn bright red. Like you can see every single one of my emotions. And I don't know why I get that way. It's almost like I'm intimidated to a scent like, or to a point in, I don't know why, like, why am I being intimidated right now? I have to talk myself off of the ledge sometimes. And that's that just the anxiety crazy. that gets you. Do you get very like intimidated like that, like ever meeting clients and stuff? Not at all. Like I'll, I will have like the little butterflies in my stomach driving to the property. But the second I park in there in the driveway and get out, like I'm rock and rolling ready to go because I know I'm the one in charge there. I think it's more so whenever I'm not in charge that the anxiety kind of hits in. And even not not being in charge as just somebody asking you a simple question. Like, are you, is your is your favorite color blue? Because, I mean, you're, you're wearing all blue today. It can be. Might as well. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> so, you know, you and I, um, and, and I want to keep talking about social media as well, too, yeah. because um, – that's really how you and I kind of connected as mm -hmm. well too. But, um, I've kind of told you a little bit about my story whenever we first zoomed in, whenever I had, um, first hurt my, my leg, my Achilles. And, um, but it's funny because my favorite actually my favorite color. Do you want to guess what it is? Oh gosh. Uh, blue. Well, whenever, Red. whenever I was, uh, whenever I was a little kid, I told you that I was born in Mexico mm -hmm. and my mom, um, she had like three jobs and then one of those jobs and the weekends she would go and clean houses clean, and, and, and one of those houses she would bring me to to them and and uh, she would sit me down and be like hey don't move I'm gonna clean this house and then we'll be out of here well we didn't have a tv and this house was the only time that I would ever get to watch tv so it was like on a Saturday morning and I, I, I would get to watch um, just cartoons and one of those cartoons was Blue's Clues. Ah, oh, solid. And if we fast forward to like a couple Christmases ago, um, you know, we are um, at my house celebrating Christmas and we've already kind of, everybody has already opened gifts. And my mom goes, hey, I actually have one more gift. And we're like, okay, for who? And she goes, give me a second. She goes out to her car, comes back in and it's like this pretty big box. And we're like, who is this for? And she goes, it's not for any of you guys, but I just want you guys to open it. And then she opens it and it's a big blues clues, um, just stuffed animal. And it says to my future grand grandkid. And it was because when I was a kid, I always wanted one, but we were, you know, we yeah. didn't have the money for her to buy, buy uh -huh. us one. And the reason I'm sharing that with you is because that is exactly why my favorite color is blue. That's so sweet. Yeah. So I'm telling you, just once you dig, dig a little <laughs> bit deep, like you really are like, oh, hey, maybe, maybe you'll find out your favorite color today. Yeah. Right? You need to dig through my memories. <laughs> So, uh, going back, so I, I had reached out to you a couple of times and, um, I think that you and I kind of build like, kind of like a, like a very different friendship through, mm -hmm. through social media. And it's it, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because so many people don't really think of social media like that. Mm -hmm. 
they think of social media as like, I have to post whenever I'm on vacation. I have to post whenever I am, um, I want an award. Yes. Yes. But they don't, they forget that they have to, they have, it's good to be posting value for people. Mm -hmm. And then the true, like your true self, like Mm -hmm. who in their right mind would ever think to, to, um, you know, post like, Hey, somebody just asked me if my favorite color was pink and I freaked out. (laughs) Like who, who would do that? Like, but nobody does that. But at that point, people are able to really see the real you. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize that I was wearing blue too. That's crazy. Look at us. But, um, but so tell me how has social media helped you and your business over the last few years? Oh, immensely. I would like to say that it's helped me in a way to keep up with my clients. And I even feel like there are some of my past clients that I've sold or helped them buy a house. And we are better friends now than we were during the transaction. And it's all because we've just stayed up to date. I get to see, you know, that they're having a new baby. And it's more than just a business relationship. These people are actually becoming my friends. And if I want to make that businessy, then I can say that they're going to use me again. They're more willing to, you know, refer me, their friend, to their other friends. And so, like I said earlier, like I am very shy. So I feel social media has really given me the freedom to be able to make friends and have opportunities that I would have never had just because of the way that I am. And I feel like I can be a little bit more myself with them through that outlet. I don't know why, but it gives me a little bit of freedom to be able to really connect with them a lot better. That's awesome. And sometimes people can't, can't really articulate that because Mm -hmm. it, I know I watched, um, and I don't know if you ran into this. I mean, there's so much content out there to be consumed nowadays Mm -hmm. that it, it, before you used to say like, Hey, did you watch that video of, uh, that little baby that bit his brother that I bit Mm -hmm. Charlie video. Right. And everybody was like, Oh yeah, I've seen that video. But now there's like thousands and millions of those videos Mm -hmm. that, but there was this video that I saw, I believe it was on TikTok, and it was this girl that um she like documents her entire day and Mm -hmm. and she goes live on saturday and says like i don't have any friends like i can't make friends outside of uh like where i'm at i think she's in college or something because i'm just so shy Mm -hmm. and so she's like come and spend saturday night with me uh, and my cat and we're just gonna we're watching tv and there's so many comments and she actually responded to some of them she goes that they were saying like if you're so shy then why why are you so willing to like be in front of a camera and, mm-hmm. and, and film everything? And then she was like, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to, to explain to people. But when I'm talking to the camera, like I know it's just me, even though I could right. be talking to millions of people, but when I'm in front of one person, let alone two, three or four, mm-hmm. like I just shut down and it's like crazy. And, but, but I feel like there's so many people going through that, especially nowadays that, that it's so easy to pick up a camera and then just start talking to it and then potentially be talking to millions of people. So when did you start actually like utilizing social media the way that you are right now? I like to say that the MySpace era really prepped me for this time in my life. I loved being on MySpace. I was, I was a little scene emo kid. Like I was always on there and I was thriving that oh 
highlight of my life. Which I would have never expected that. You've shown some pictures on your stories and I'm like, that is not the same person. I know people are like, are you kidding? I'm like, I thrived. I was the only emo kid in my whole school. It was, it was a a time, but I feel like I kind of took that part of me and took it into my adult life. So now, you know, you see people with a personal Instagram and a business Instagram. And I'm like, people are not going to follow my business page just to watch a my new listings and my pendings. Like just how boring. Under contract. Yes. And so people will ask me advice on that. And I like to keep my stuff together. I want you to see that while I'm working, I'm also able to have like a normal conversation with you and I'm a real person as well. I want you to get to know me. And I've really just kind of just tried to be as open as I can. And there are times where I'll post a story and an hour later, I'm like, oh my God, why did I post that? Like, are people going to think I'm so weird or are people going to judge me? But then I have to sit there and say, what am I so scared of? Who specifically, like I have to tell myself, name one person that I'm worried about judging me and I can't. And so I don't know, it's just, it's kind of just ingrained in me and I just, I don't know, I just let it go. It's the things that I just, you know, in your normal day-to-day life, like typically you have a friend that you could text and tell those things to. I don't necessarily have a lot of those because all of my friends, you know, like you said, you surround yourself with people of like minds. All my friends are just as busy as me. Yeah. So I don't have time to, you know, tell them, oh my gosh, this girl at Seven Brew, that's my favorite color was, and I freaked. It's more so, okay, well, let me share with my friends who can watch this story, you know, 21 hours from now and still enjoy it while it's still fresh on my mind. And one of the questions that I always like to ask people that come in through here, because anybody that I've sat down with, um, and we're almost to 50 episodes that we've done on the podcast, and it's all people that are successful at what they do. It doesn't have to be real estate, but you know, um, whatever you do, I always like to ask, like, what is it that keeps you balanced? Like for me, as I've shared with you, like I love to work out. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I work two, two times a day because like, that's how I release my stress. And I'm just like, but for, with you, I would like to ask you that as well. But, Mm -hmm. but, but one of the things that I feel that I can see through your content is I feel like that's kind of what keeps you balanced as well. Like, mm-hmm. because, because whether, I mean, right before the podcast, you took a phone call and I'm like, how's your day going? And it was kind of asked that way because in real <laughs> estate, you just never know, like, should I ask her? And you're yeah. like, oh, it's just one of those days. But like, I can see you like getting in the car and then just being like, you know, venting about it pretty much. And then that's kind of what keeps you balanced. Am I incorrect in that or? No, I I feel like you just read me like a book. That was so cool. (laughs) So what else, is there anything else that kind of keeps you like, like balanced to where like, of course, like spending time. I know that day when I went and had lunch with you that night, um, you and your husband went to like by the river and just, you actually, Mm -hmm. what were you guys doing? Picking up trash? Yeah. I love picking up trash. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so good. It it, it makes you this feel is, so good awesome. and it's good for the environment. I, I don't. And my husband got so mad at me because we, we live out in the country. So we have this big yellow dumpster, like what you see at, you know, a restaurant. Yeah. And it, they pick it up on Saturdays. And that Saturday night I had gone, picked up trash. And I mean, we have a dumpster. I'm obviously going to take it back to our house for next week for the dumpster people to come pick it up. And then Sunday morning, I was feeling like picking up more trash. I filled up our whole trash can 
like within 24 hours of them picking it up. But it was just so great because we live next to the lake and it's core owned land. So nobody's going to be out there picking it up. Like, why not me? Yeah. So these random things <laughs> that keep you, I feel like they really do keep you balanced. Yeah. But what, what are some other things that maybe I don't know about? Because I feel like I'm, I'm kind of like answering all my questions right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I love to read audiobooks. I just invested in a Kindle. I didn't think I was going to have enough time in my day-to-day life to be able to actually read. But my goals for this year was to do more things that make me happy. So by golly, I've got one and I've gone through like three books within a week. It's amazing. What kind of books are you reading? Oh gosh, that's going to make me really embarrassed. Oh, um, you don't have to answer. I thought you, it was going to be something like, you know, motivational or something, but it's just. See, that's the thing. People always ask me, oh, what do you read? And they expect it to be real estate or investing, you know, motivation. And I'm like, um, fantasy romance. Like, There you go. <laughs> like, there you go. Like you, if, you know, one yeah. of the things that I, and I don't know if I shared this with you last time, but I feel that a lot of people wear this as a kind of like a chip in their shoulder, but how many people that, that do you ever ask? And I don't even know if I've asked you, like if you watch a lot of TV or not, but people are like, Hey, have you seen this show? And mm-hmm. people are kind of like, almost like, Oh, I don't have time to watch TV. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of almost like a, like I'm too good to watch TV. I'm the opposite. Like, I feel like I love reading, um, like books, like self-development books and, mm-hmm. and people and books that are going to help me grow. Like I'm, I'm not a big, I wouldn't read or do an audible or even a podcast that I feel like it's not going to, help me just like grow and become a better person, a better leader stuff. Mm -hmm. But, but when it comes to like TV, like that's how I rewind and Mm -hmm. I'll like, I love watching like binging on shows and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, and it seems like that's kind of maybe like what you're kind of using it for as well too. Right. Like whenever I sit down and try to do something I enjoy, I'm not going to turn on a real estate book. Like, I already sit there and think about my job 24-7 because we don't clock out. Like, I don't need anything else that is going to necessarily make me think even harder. Like, I'm here. This is my free time. I want to take care of my plants, my dogs, put on my Audible, take my makeup off, you know, just really unwind without thinking of real estate because I know at 7 p.m. I'm going to get a text message of something burning down. And so in between five and seven, I want to like, just give me some dopamine for a minute before I have to dive into something else. And that's so important. And I think that so many people just just disregard that until Mm -hmm. you're burning both ends of the candle. And then and I had to learn that just like Mm -hmm. it's gone. So we rewind back to 2017. You yes. closed 15 deals. Um, walk me through like 18, 19 and kind of, I mean, last year you had an amazing year. You uh, did, correct me if I'm wrong, 11 million? Yes. 11 million for how many units? Oh gosh, I should have looked that up before I came here. I, c- I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, I forget. That's one thing that we do have in opposites. Like, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm the numbers guy. Yeah, you, I'm production, your unit. So like, yes. We are a little bit different there. So, um, but anyways, walk me through. Um, actually, here's my question. You mm-hmm. had all these jobs that they were pretty much sales jobs, mm-hmm. right? And then it was kind of, if you're like me and like a lot of other salespeople, no matter what you're selling, you are, it's kind of giving you energy, like, mm-hmm. right? And then, so you want to do more of it and you want to kind of feed that. And, but my question is, what 
kept you going your first year as you did 15 deals, but for very, very little volume that any agent would be like, I think I'm good. I'm just going to wait until like mm-hmm. I get like my first real deal. Let's say like $150,000, $200,000 for that time or whatever um, for our market. But what kind of, what kept you going to that fir- through that first year? So whenever I started my real estate career, my husband had already been doing real estate for two or three. And that's whenever I was working at Verizon. I had started in Tulsa, moved down to where he was at um, in Poto and was just very unhappy at my job. We ended up pinky promising that I would quit my job. Two weeks later, I did. Went 100% into real estate while we were still down in Poto. And I'm not from there. I'm from Tulsa, like small town. I didn't know anybody there. And so just to make some more money because one, I quit my job and two, he's commission only. Um, we started a U-Haul franchise. Why not? And so I did that. And then, um, whenever we made the decision to move to Tahlequah and for me to go dive headfirst into real estate, we made that decision very rash. Um, we made it And then 60 days later, we moved. So we sold everything we owned. Tyler's precious BMW, his little two-seater car he could barely even fit into, gone. See you later. We need money to be able to fund this move. And so whenever we got to Tahlequah, I started at Century 21 the weekend after 4th of July. I knew one person in Tahlequah. That was my husband. Oh, and my broker. So two. And that was it. So... I knew that if I wanted to make something happen and pay my bills, I needed to go work. And that $500 commission check was way better than zero. And that has been my mentality even to this day. I worked tirelessly, I want to say last Tuesday, working a $4,000 lot. Still to this day. Still to this day. Because, I mean, it's all about the people at the end of the day, and it's not about me. So I put that, I mean, put my money where my mouth was. I just, you call me, you want to go see this, let's go. I picked up almost every single office shift for one month. I want to say I worked like 80% of our office shifts. I, Which and, is something that people don't want to do. Right. They don't want to sit there and answer the phone all day. I mean, that's not fun. But I did a lot of the things that people don't want to do. Like I missed out going to the lake with our friends. I missed out on birthday parties, family events, all of this because I was working. Like Sunday to Sunday, I am working. Sunday morning, 9 a.m., you want to see a house? Let's go. Saturday night, 7 p.m., sure, let's do it. And that's a lot of thing, or that's one of the things that a lot of people don't understand whenever they go into real estate is that your time is not yours. You work around other people's schedule. You do not work an eight to five. You work the other half of the day because your clients are working the eight to five. You need to accommodate them. So I would work my office shift. And then after that, I would go and just show and show and show and try to just make any money yeah. at all. I think I shared with you either one of our Zoom calls or our lunch that, you know, last year there was a huge number, um, 1.4 million realtors and 800,000 of them didn't close a single deal. Mm-hmm. But it it seems like those 800,000 or probably more of like people that maybe close one or two deals, right? That they're the ones that think like, I'm going to get my real estate license. I want to make a lot of money. And I 
am probably going to work a lot less because I get to make my own schedule. I I love and despise when people say that because yes, I do get to make my own schedule and that's great. But at the same time, I really don't. I really don't. Like I'm scheduling things throughout my day at yes, my own will, but but it's that's what still, it takes. That's what exactly. it takes. And, and, and that's what I'm saying is that all these people mm-hmm. just just want to have that that thought. Like, yeah. hey, I'm just going to make a lot of money and then not have to work as hard, really. Mm-hmm. But then they like to come up to people that are doing well and say, what are you doing? And then yeah. if you sit down and, and say everything that you've talked to me about and everything that you've kind of shared here, people are going to be like, I don't want to mm-hmm. have that life. And yeah. it's like well, you don't really want to close more deals like you say you want to. Oh, yes. And I have people who are like, well, I just want to do it part-time. You cannot do it part-time. More power to you, but like, it's just so underestimating the job. We are not licensed professionals for no reason. It's, there's so much more that goes into it than just going and walking through a house and then saying, okay, I'm going to go to brunch now. And then maybe the aquarium. And then maybe I might go to a boutique. Like, no. <laughs> well, I like, mean, I would say like 80% or 70% of the agents out there probably do that. Which is crazy to me. I'm in my office all the time where I have my, I have a backpack instead of a purse because I need to have my laptop with me every single second of the day. And I mean, maybe that contributes to my success that I've had. Yeah. And, you know, well, it just, it, it's what it takes. So what is the smallest deal that has made you the most amount of money? And by asking that, I'm, I'm wondering if you, you've been doing this for seven, six years or so. Mm-hmm. Have you had, because this is what something, this is what sometimes people forget. And I've experienced this as well. You know, you're helping somebody with the $80,000 loan and that, you know, a lot of other people might reject because it's not worth their time. And then three, four years later, or maybe even sooner, they come back around and, you know, they're referring you a $500,000 house, right? Mm-hmm. What, what is that for you? Do you know? I don't think there's one in particular just because it's happened multiple times. And I think, I mean, with how I started, it was kind of inevitable. I had a ton of small deals, but I have gotten, I want to say off of a, like $65,000 house. I sold, I sold him. Oh, Steven. I still remember him. Um, but he referred his daughter to me and I want to say her purchase was like 325. And I even actually know one better. I have these clients I was showing around for months, months, months. They ended up not even buying a house through me. Are you serious? Yeah. Like a year later, they bought a house with some random agent. She wasn't even local in my neighborhood, but fine. You know what? I'm happy for them. We're still friends on Facebook, Instagram. You know what? I told them congratulations because it's, it's about them. Well, then they referred their uncle to me. He bought a a $350,000 house and then he referred his son to me who we just closed on a $360,000 house. And they have four more relatives that are wanting to move here from California, all in the same price range off of a client who didn't even buy a house from me. Wow. Yes. That's, but that's what people, (laughs) it's hard for them to kind of think through that of whenever the hard deals are in front of them that might not make them that much, you know, right, right away. Mm. Um, Man, I love hearing that. So let me ask you this. 
how do you also handle that? Like whenever, cause I mean, I think that just about every lender, every realtor deals with, with somebody not going with you. Right. You know? So how do you deal with that? Cause I feel like people deal with it very differently. Mm-hmm. I used to take it personal. I used to be thinking, oh my gosh, did I offend them? Do they hate me? Do they not like me? I used to go down that rabbit hole. But then really I put myself in their shoes. You're not going to win them all. You know, sometimes some one-off situations happen. Um, sometimes you're not their cup of, or you know, you're not their cup of tea. Fine. But as long as I just treat them with kindness, wish them well, and continue to live my life in a positive way, I will see that come back to me some way, somehow. But I'm not going to sit there and like, yes, I'm human. I'm going to be like, oh man, they didn't use me. Yeah. Like that's natural. But at the end of the day, I don't hate them for it. And I know a lot of people who have negative feelings towards people because of that, but we're all just people out here just trying to make a living. I understand that not a lot of people understand how real estate agents make their living or how, you know, really one client can really make or break us. So I try not to take it too personally. And I just, I wish them the best, like good for you guys. At least if you did buy a house, like, and it wasn't through me, through somebody else, at least you made a good financial decision for your future. And maybe you'll call me whenever it's time to sell it. Or send me like eight of your family members. Yeah, I mean, that'd be fine too. So do you feel the same exact feelings like you just described when somebody is working with you and then they, they go with somebody else or compared to you're scrolling through social media and then that's somebody that you went to high school or college with, or you met with once and they close and you never heard from them. Is that the same feeling or a different feeling or, or I, I'm curious on that. I feel like it's a different feeling. What if, kind of feeling is that? If you didn't even think to even send me a message, then, then I do get a little hurt over that. But then again, more, more than if somebody started working with you and said, deuces, I'm working with somebody else. It hurts you more to just see like they, 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 Kind of, because they didn't even give me a chance. At least these people gave me a chance and, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. But these people, they know what I'm doing. I see, you get to see who watches your stories. I know you liked my post. You know, I'm in real estate and you didn't call me. And it's always like just some random agent. They don't even know the person. They just got him off Zillow. And it just, that's what baffles me. At least the other people had the decency to to reach out. And these people are just like, nah, whatever. You know, it's funny that you're saying that because you kind of went into, and I want to get into the whole stories and DMs and stuff, but, but so I've always been like that. Right. But before it was easier, you know, I've only been, been doing, uh, like working on my personal brand, like social media for like about a year before that. I, I had the, the, you know, idea to have a business, um, Instagram and Facebook that somebody else ran for me Mm -hmm. and it was very disconnected. And as you can see, like I didn't have any success with it. And I just want to make sure for every, anybody listening, you and I are both on the same page on like, if you're wanting to do anything with social media and with your business, you should only have one page. Agree. And that should be your personal page. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the other thing is that before all of that, I would see somebody I went to high school with or whatever it is, right? Somebody that you just met that knows what you do or, or at least you think that. 
And I would say, you know what? It's my fault because maybe mm. they don't know what I do, right? Maybe, maybe they don't know what I do, right? But for the last 13 months, literally I have people that tell me, they're like, I see you, like you're the first person that I see every single time I open my Instagram. And I'm like, that's, that's me being omnipresent. I'm there even when I'm not there. So yeah. like, if you don't even call me, right. And like you said, you can see where everybody's commenting, everybody's doing your stuff. And, um, so, so for me, that definitely hurts me a lot more as well too. I'm like, I'm like, now I can't say that it's my fault because like <laughs> all the, all the efforts that I do to provide value for people, um, with all the content that I do, I'm like the least, the least I could, I could get would be, um, a, Hey, I'm, we're looking to buy a house. Like, like even just a DM, just slide in there. So that goes into my next thing. You, how many stories do you think you post a day? It really varies. I try not to pressure myself to like post like five stories a day. Like if I'm having a slow day or if I'm in the car traveling a lot, you'll see like 20 stories from me. But like today, I think I've posted one. I've had a busier day. Yeah. So it really just depends. And I don't try to hold myself to any type of quota. I want it to come off as authentic and just as, you know, as things are happening. So I, I want to, I want to get your uh, take on this because, you know, you're a, a, a real estate agent back in like 1990, right? Mm -hmm. And, or let's say 1980, like there, you're doing a lot more different work than, than the regular real estate agent right now. Like you're not, there's not even cold calling because you don't have a cell phone, yeah, right? You're like, door knocking and using maps instead of GPS. No, no. And then we go to like early 2000, mid 2000, like fives or whatever there. And then now you're like an agent and you are, you have a phone, you can cold call now, right? Maybe like at the very beginning, people are like, ah, I can like, this is the exciting thing to do because now you say cold calling to an agent and they're like, they run, they like don't want to do it. Oh yeah. So my question is my argument to people of like, Cause I have this, I think you've gotten to know me well enough that I'm, I'm very like analytical. No, <laughs> no, you're not. That's so shocking. I'm like, what is my ROI right now on oh like gosh. what, what, I, but what I'm saying is everything that like people are like, how do you do all this like Instagram stuff and all this stuff? Right. And I go, well, because it pays me back, like with, mm -hmm. with, with everything that I'm doing, but you have to know why you're doing it. And like, for example, I always tell people I have to create good content in order for, for people to view it. And then those people to like it enough to view that, that, that go, they go into my profile. And if they like everything else that they see, then they're going to be, they're going to be part of my audience pretty much like people that are following me. And then a smaller portion of that there are the people that are really going to get to know me in the stories. Mm -hmm. Because if you go through my, my feed, it's just value, value, value. It's like, I feel bad if I post, if I post something that doesn't, doesn't, is not giving somebody value mm -hmm. because I'm just like, nobody cares about this. The only way that people will care about that stuff is if you're Kim Kardashian or Joe Rogan or something and they're but like they do care but they do. the people that really care are in the stories though they, those are the True. ones that, that that actually go in and they're like mm -hmm. what's Sydney up to today what's William up to today right so I've created to where that's why the stories are so important to me even if they're not adding value to people they're just being funny or being telling people what's going on like I can't tell you how many people have told me like can't believe you got in trouble by your doctor because you were riding 20 <laughs> miles 
I'm not lying. Like a lot of people reach out or a lot of people that I see that I don't even know, like, cause well, that's one of the things that I have like rules on, on like, on uh, for myself just for like sanity on like getting on like i have zero notifications on like uh i only like to get on um once in the morning once at night and if i into post stories throughout the day um just different things like that so i i don't want to go i'd rather not go through my notifications unless mm-hmm. it's just for comments stuff like that but my whole goal is i want to try to build as many relationships as i can through the dms so i have a system that i do to be able to try to make sure that i'm touching people and that's kind of like i truly believe that that's like the new cold calling in 2023 and beyond what are your thoughts on like walk me through you post a story or a few stories and then like how many people are reaching out how are you handling that and mm-hmm. then how like what's your view on pretty much everything that i just told you there so I would say to some of my stories, sometimes I don't get anything except for those little red hearts. Yeah. Fine. You know what? If you liked it, good for you. It probably was just me chatting about my day anyway. But whenever people do message me, it's, you know, asking me questions or telling me that I'm doing a great job or, you know, just really just connecting with me. And I just, I don't force it. I let it be natural. I'm not going to make it feel like I'm trying to check in on you because I have an ulterior motive. Yeah. I want you to think, oh, like, dang, Sydney reached out to me today. Like, we were chatting. Like, we're friends. Like, how cool. And that's how I approach it. I try not to put too much value in the, I guess, trying to get business from it because then I think it really takes away from what I'm doing. And then I feel like I'm posting different things and then people aren't connecting with me as much. So I try to do like a happy medium between the two. That way I can create that connection. And then, you know, down the line, definitely, you know, mold that into something, but I I don't want it to feel unnatural yeah but but do you feel that and i mean and i think that well let me ask you this do you feel that you are getting more people from that though just by 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 doing what you're doing and then being natural and all that stuff i had a guy last year simply hire me just because of my social media what did he say he reached out to me through i want to say like facebook messenger and said that he wanted to list his house i went over there it was a absolutely beautiful home like definitely does not belong in Tahlequah Oklahoma like we're not over here selling mansions we're selling like $175,000 homes and so it was absolutely beautiful and at the listing appointment he said that he found me through social media he really liked my personality from what he could see through my socials and my marketing and he said that the sole purpose that he hired me was because of the reach I have and because of my personality that he could see that we would be a good fit so from me doing that every day not only am I you know representing my brand and telling people about what I do every day but you get to see me who I am as a person and he could see that we would be able to get along well so at the at the listing table, he told me that, and I've never been able to forget it. That's thank, awesome. Yeah, thank you, Jake. That is awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. I know it's been a long time coming, and uh, one of the, the the things that I like to ask people is what what is the best advice that you've ever received, and specifically for you, I'm going to ask you like, what's the best advice that you've ever received 
for your real estate career. And if you have somebody that's listening out there that has been maybe thinking about, go, you know, um, getting into real estate or maybe somebody that started real estate and are wanting to get out because they're like, this is way harder than I thought. What is that advice that you've received that can maybe help them? I have two pieces. The first one is like, I guess it's not like some beautiful quote or anything, but it's more so like you get out what you put in. Like if you're wanting to put in 10% of your day because you want to spend the other 90% somewhere else, you're only going to get 10% out of it. So be prepared to miss those, you know, birthday parties or show up late. You might not be able to watch the full movie. You're going to have to take some hits along the way to be able to further yourself down the line to where you're comfortable enough to where you can take off and you can go do those things. Um, second piece of advice is, you know, you see a lot of people, especially with social media and you're constantly comparing yourself to them and like, oh my gosh, this person went to four listing appointments today. Why am I not doing that? And it's like a whole nother side of imposter syndrome. And it's just keep your nose down, do what you're going to do. And, you know, I start to think that maybe I'm not doing something correct or doing something right. And I just tell myself I'm I'm not the main character in anybody's story. I am the main character only in my story. That's and so I can only do and drive my story forward with my own actions. That's so good. And you guys are in luck because I said for any upcoming realtors and then people that are maybe thinking about getting in the business, but that advice goes great just for anybody across the board. So thank you so much for coming on. And for anybody that's wanting to, to see your uh, stay tuned and seeing if you find your favorite color, where can they find you? <laughs> oh gosh. Um, I'm pretty much anywhere you can find anybody except for YouTube. I'm just not a good public speaker, but, um, Instagram, Facebook sold with Sydney S I D N I no ease or wise, just eyes. And that's me. There we go. So you said on everything except for YouTube, you're literally everywhere. I mean, you don't I have like an OnlyFans account or anything like that, right? You, we're going to make that clear because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no okay not everywhere not everywhere Jeez. you guys get the point like just your main like hey maybe i need to start charging <laughs> for some of this advice my gosh though <laughs> giving me ideas thank you so much this was so much fun yes thank you